In this week's episode, we discuss the following reflections of Indy reaching 30 years old and Goran's point of view on it. Why would you ever want to walk to the North Pole? But then we look at someone called Paul Aprit who actually did it. Why the Bel Air is not the freshman to Bel Air and how it's totally different. Different? Different. And why Power, the TV show, is highly overrated. Got a bunch more shit to carry on, but give us a shout. And please follow through to find out more. Cheers. Welcome to another episode of the Indie and Doctor podcast, 2022, second episode edition, uh, episode 54, 53, I don't know, you guys let me know, let us know what you think, do you think is one episode a week enough, do you think we should do more, I'm more than happy to listen, Garen's eyes are lighting up, he's not very happy with this accusation or statement, anyway, what's going on people, Garen, how you doing? Two episodes a week, yeah? Yeah, pushing boundaries now. Then one year, he's like, yeah, yeah, double it up now. Double up the work rate. Double up, yeah, double yeah, up yeah. everything. 10X, no, no, no. 10x, 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 10x. It's the old current. And then you, then I know you're going to say, I know you're going to say, it's, it's only two hours a week. You can't spare two, two hours, hours a week. week. Like, bro, you can't spare two hours a week. Like, for you me, can't like, spare you know, two hours a week, week. I know you're going to say, like, summer. <laughs> you don't know about the, the prep time, the time it takes to set up this desk with the light and the microphone. Okay, 10 minutes. Make sure nobody comes in. Two hours, 20 minutes. Yeah, a lot of time. Post-production, pre-production. That's me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's, you. it's, me. it's the royal, it's the royal we, you know, like, no, it's just oh, on their spirit. Okay, and, okay. Uh, you feel my pain that's too, it. yeah? That's it, that's it, that's it. But uh, yeah, life is good. How's it feel to be 30? Oh yeah, shit, man, I'm 30. Um, Old man. You know what? I don't feel any different, um, but you have a lot of reflections, don't you? Sit there. Right, let's let's, like, let's get into this one. Like, I Yo. was generally surprised you were thirty. Um, when I saw the when I saw the balloons, and your mom was like, "Your mom showed me the balloons," and I was like, "Oh man, I, I thought you were like twenty eight or twenty nine. I really didn't think there was just one year between us. I don't know. I just thought you were a lot younger. Uh, and then I was like, "Oh, okay." And then it made me think about, yeah, when I was approaching 30 and the whole thing about, we have this thing, I think men specifically about where we should be at 30. Did you have any exactly. sort of, you're, right, tell me about you're, that. that. You're 31, isn't it? I'm 31, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. There is this whole like, shit, what should I be doing by the time I'm 30? Like, mm. what does this mean for me? Yeah, Why what does it mean? That's the question. Here? And it's just like, ooh, what's here? Yeah, stop. what was here? And you start what feeling a little bit like weird, isn't it? So when you're mid, like early 20, mid 20s, what was the, when I am 30, I expect myself to be at. I had no expectation of what I was going to be. That is good. Because, because good. I was 25, I was still in banking. Right. So I didn't have, I was just sleepwalking through every day. Mm. That's it. I, did, I didn't have an expectation of what I wanted to be. And right. uh, I think this is one of the things that sort of <laughs> scared Sanj when we first got together and we were dating. She mm. kind of thought like, this is a lost child who doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know where he's going. Because essentially okay. I'd started as if I was 20 again at 26. This is and, um, market this marketing. This is post traveling. I'm just like fucking around in marketing, doing like part-time jobs. And yeah. I was literally starting as if I was going back six years, but I didn't know where I wanted to go. I was just taking it day by day and trying to see where it was going. And then when 30 mm. came about like a few days ago, I was like, mm. okay, mm where am i now and then i was like here's where i am now okay i've moved which, cities which new is job yeah. i've moved cities new job recently married cool i'm like that's a lot compared to what I've asked for yeah when i was 26 that's a lot mm. of change that i wouldn't have thought would have been possible in that in four years of time in four years yeah yeah right so i was like okay maybe the first part of my 20s was sort of just doing the status quo and the second part was doing a bit more of what i wanted to do and I feel mm. like my 30s is just going to be focusing on myself, mm. my relationships with those close to me, and my wife. Not in that order, but those are the three most important things. Sanj, what Freud says is that nothing a man says is ever by mistake. So clearly, <laughs> is in that order. So if he's putting you last, I mean, you really may want to have a discussion oh, about his priorities, right? Thanks, man. Thanks. thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, okay, so 30 to 40, because... Yeah, I the feeling I had when I had 30 was like when you're 20, you think you have you're invincible. But the problem is you just you don't know enough at 
20, this, this is what I reflect on now. And so 20 to 30, even I thought that would be my most kind of like dangerous period, you know, where I'm going to just like take over the world or whatever. I realized when I got to 30, I was like, ah, okay, 30 to 40, man. This is my... People say I'm, that it's I'm the best now. 10 years because you've got more disposable income, you know a lot more, and you're just yes. before having kids or something. So yeah. it's, it's when you sort of have the best 10 of your life. And then obviously you've got your friendships pretty much set mm. in stone. You've mm. got the people around you essentially set. So it's quite mm. liberating. You know, everything's quite stable. That's a really good word. Yeah, exactly. At the moment, I feel very measured in life. Like, and the thing, you know, when you said about the traveling and the trying and stuff, so Stephen Bartlett, you know, he's the guy on um, yeah. Dragon, Dragons and the New Dragon. He talks about this concept about to work out what we want from life, which is essentially what you were doing. And you had the realization that a lot of people don't get that. They're kind of, you know, sleepwalking through for 50, 60 years, but you had it, you woke up, I want to do something else. I don't know what that is. So what did you start doing? You started experimenting. And he talks about only by increasing our exper experimentation rate, do we then get some answers? Because then you reflect, right? Something happens, you get feedback from that situation. You like it, you don't like it. Something good happens, something bad happens. Whatever happens, feedback. And that feedback then means you can start doing something um i didn't realize it's been four years man i think about i still remember you at deutsche you and sunny and yeah like that doesn't seem like it's four years ago to me that was five because, years ago no that was wow. nearly six years ago now that was 2016 wow. Wow. that was nearly six years ago but i quit deutsche in 2017 i think sunny quit like the year after or something like that no he quit towards the end of the year because he moved countries didn't he so mm. yeah he he did things a little bit later than i did but he was um it was just a whole change, wasn't it, that everybody was going through. Mm. And yeah, 30 is like, I'm not, I'm not upset by it or anything. I'm not unhappy. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just sitting yeah, here yeah. thinking like, okay, what do I want from the next 10? Because I didn't know what I wanted from the first 10. So it was in the first 10 years of 20. I didn't yeah. know what I wanted in my next 10 years of 30. Mm. I was like, okay, now what do I want? And you start writing things down. And I'm like, I used to be really bad at this. I used to write down goals at the start right. of the year and then mm. i'd never revisit them and i'd shit okay. myself when i'd look at them again and i feel really bad about I haven't done this. about writing them or like i haven't done anything or i haven't done anything towards it because mm. i used to set the goal so big that i could never attain it so for example i wrote in one of my goals a few years ago to be an expert in videography and i was like that's very broad and what is an expert in videography and where does that want to go and how do i learn all this and i just wrote that mm. down and then I wrote mm. down like the how and like sub goals, but even mm. the sub goals were too big. So I was like, all right, this isn't cool. And then it came to like March, I was reading it. I was like, I don't want to read this anymore. I feel bad. I feel like I've wasted a, a quarter of the year. So let's bin mm. this and not do it. And now this year I'm like, all right, I'll write some stuff down. And then I'm just going to keep them very small because if I attain a small goal, I can then add mm. another goal on top and then you can start forming better habits. And I thought, this sounds like the biggest sort of bullshit ever. It sounds so stupid, but genuinely, that's how my mind works. Other people are different. They can just do wild things out of the box immediately, and they're fine with it. But I'm a creature of habit. Mm. So I do, I do a little bit of both. So there is an expression, which I like, and it's, you know, good is the enemy of great. And that's the whole concept of if you do set too small a goal and you achieve it, and will it push you? So that's, that's one side. So what I do is I do kind of what you do. And then I have what I call my stretch goals, um, my unrealistic, stupid goals really out there. Mm. So I have the, the stuff I kind of work on. And you're right. And we, we look, we all know this because we've been through some sort of management, smart goals. You know, it's all about making them specific. So you will go and hit them and execute. And, you know, a goal without the steps, the tangible steps is just, it's just a dream. Nothing happens with it. Yeah. And then, yes, then I have my kind of stretch goals. What I found, and this is the how in 2022 started very differently to my normal kind of thing, is normally when I start in January, it's like, you know, pedal to the metal and I will just do loads and loads of different things. Well, in Meet January, things. straight away. Yeah, yeah. First 45 days. I have this thing about first 45 days a year for the last three years. Three years? Four years. It's kind of, it's kind of based on the concept of when a US president is sworn in, not that I'm obviously US president. Inauguration, the first 90 days. First 100 days. They have this thing about oh, 100 they're days. Gonna, yeah, they have this like, um, you know, they're, um, what do they call it? They lay out a portfolio essentially and they say, this is what I'm going to achieve. This is what I promise, right? They make a pledge basically. That's it. And then 
they have to you know deliver on those things and so i had this thing about 45 days i don't know where it started from but i was like 45 days i'm just gonna just go ham and then it sets me up for the rest of the year and then this year came and off the back of a very busy year last year and i was like you know i'm going to simplify simplify even more uh, and i was like there's a couple of big things that i need to do and if i do them this year life is good mm. and, and that's it and that's really what it is so like for medics you know me and parent have a very very clear goal this is the one one two, two things we need to get off the ground done with coaching with dino obviously we've had on the podcast it's like okay we need to do this and this we're working on that big thing with ali abdal that's gonna be releasing soon want to get in touch with a few more youtubers that's gonna be a goal this year uh with jim it's 100 kg bench press we're working towards that so and i was like i want to go to the cinema more often i've started this year with a film every week every tuesday bloody hell you're gonna watch some shit films <laughs> no they're pretty good i watched uh, kingsman yeah, so Matrix. far. Talk to me in July when Spire, film season's not in. No, no, no. I'm not saying I want to do it every week. I'm just saying I want to watch more films. As in, I'll watch films when there are films I want to watch. I'm not going to okay, go just right. to watch. You made it sound like I'm going every week. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, again, I'm in a good position where, you know, Star City is 10 minutes from my work. Mm. Right. So we go on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. So we went yesterday to watch a film called 355. It's from the producers of Bourne. It's essentially five female agents from different this, spy yeah. agencies it's pretty good it's really good man actually and yeah so i go straight after work so i can get there if we can get there for like a half four show you want to yawn it's yawn man no, we're doing that weird I thing i don't want to like... yawn it's mean i'd rather make the the nasal <laughs> the weird like with right. all the all the air comes out your nostrils so guys if you can't see indy's trying to suppress his <laughs> yawn because i'm clearly boring him on the podcast it's not boring <laughs> um, time, man all right it's okay uh, so yeah, we, we always catch this like early show, which is great. We go on a Tuesday, Wednesday, so we get Meerkat two for one. So two cinema tickets, five quid, man. And they have Hang this on, great two for five, uh, or is it two for ten? No, two for five. So Star City standard tickets, five quid anyway. So you get buy one get one oh, free. Oh, there you go. So buy one get one free. So buy one nice. get one free. Uh, so yeah, so yeah, that's that's been the start of my year, and it's like actually I want to relax more. I actually want to do more of what i did in 2020 when we had the, the forced mandatory lockdown like when gyms are closed and everything okay uh and i was all the businesses on hold i was like actually i want to do less this year i want to focus on some big things execute on those but just have more time to do the social stuff so i think social it's more calendar, around like balance isn't it it's more around having a decent balance and doing things yeah. in moderation to a to an extent where you feel like it's helping you not hindering you so yeah I'm not and enjoying the process yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go out my way and eat bad food for like a month because that doesn't really work in my benefit, you know, mm. IBS and all. But I don't I don't think it's going to be useful if I do that. So I'm like, okay, mm. sack that off. What's actually going to help me in this year? Mm. Mm. All right, let's start setting some mini goals. Like let's do meditation for 10 minutes a day. Okay, well, fuck 10 minutes, too much. Let's do five minutes a day. Just five minutes. You. you got your special candle thing, haven't you? Yeah, but I'm like, just five minutes, done. I can make a commitment. I'll put a reminder on my phone each day at this time. Bam, let's go. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do that for a month. Cool, I achieved that. 10 minutes, 15, 20, et cetera. Slowly, slowly, it'll start ramping up, right? Depending, and then you can start doing it more and more. And you can embed that into your day-to-day. But if you start doing four or five things brand new at once, you're fucking your system up, man. You've got to do little, little it things change. Yes, here's here's the analogy. It's... When you have any habit you want to instill, because that's the question I get asked most as a coach, how do, I, how do I instill good habits? People know what they need to do, but they won't do it. The reason why they don't do it is because, remember, simple and easy are two different things. People think they're synonymous, i.e. they mean the same thing. For example, as a doctor, Indy, I can say to you, Indy, you should do 30 minutes of exercise each day and eat five fruit and veg. Very, very simple for me to tell you. I've just told you. Not mm-hmm. easy to do each day. So simple does not equal easy. Okay. People think it's the same thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing is then what is simple can be effective. People overcomplicate shit that really doesn't need to be complicated. So for example, like I said there, you can go, if you go for a walk every day for half an hour, right. And eat like a balanced diet, whatever it might be, your health generally will be fine. That's exercise done. But you see what I mean? Like that is simple, but it's very, very effective. Now, the other thing, um, like you said, is you slowly, slowly increase your appetite once you get used to something. Because then the the habit is formed. 
And so it's reduced the barrier to entry. This is the number one piece of advice I give to people. Again, another example. Oh, I want to go to the gym. I haven't got motivation to go to the gym. So I tell people, right, what you need to be doing is you need to be leaving work. You need to find a gym on the way home from work. This is an example, right? Because then you're going to go, you're going to get it in, you're going to go home. If you go home, then you're going to try and go to the gym. You're not going to have the motivation. Reduce the barrier to forming a new habit. Yeah. I want to eat an apple a day. Forget it. Eat one apple a week. Get used to it. Increase yeah. it, like you said. So, yeah. And this is this is interesting. I was in the gym a few weeks ago, and obviously, you know, Jamie, and we're just looking at it. He's like, yeah, all these people are going to be here for January, and then they're going to disappear. Bro, I went to the gym. I fucking hated it because I go in the evening sometimes. And you can walk in and um, it's, it's on the app. It's the gym. Yeah. It tells you the capacity of how many people are in there. The gym. Yeah. So I went yeah. into it. I went into the app about to scan in. It was over a hundred people. And I'm like, I've been here for four months. I've never seen it go past 50. Yeah. Right. hundred people. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like it's shit. Cause you're running around. You're, you're doing an exercise. You've got one eye on the next piece of equipment. And mm-hmm. you may even cut your own exercise short just to get that piece of equipment. And it's mm. so, it's, it's annoying. I'd rather these mm. like just fuck off. <laughs> but, but they will at the end of January. Like you basically what you've got now is you've got the five day a week because the guys are going, yeah, man, I'm going to go ham. I'm going to gym every day, every hour. And then they just lose motivation and stop. Yeah. It's because and sometimes you can't motivation is the, is an expressor. It will wear off. What people, what, if you want to, maintain something you need discipline not motivation the two different things again people make those things synonymous they're not the same thing these are the type of things when you get to 30 years old you reflect on and you look at and you what i one piece of advice i'm i'm giving a lot of other people i'm doing a lot more this year and actively writing these things down is i'm observing i'm being a more active observer yeah so things i see behaviors in other people and in myself i'm writing down a lot more um that's very, what kind very of important. behaviors, what like toxic traits? No, no, no. Just I'm, I'm talking about negative, not specifically negative things, but even good things like how people can be great at some things or, you know, small habits, micro habits um, that I can observe somebody doing and be like, ah, okay, that's why that's effective. Or even my own behaviors. Like, okay, why did today I feel really good? Okay, because today was like this. So why was it, what, what was it about today that actually meant that I could be in a flow state for longer? Um, yeah. Things like that. But being able to observe your own behavior, very, very uh, important. Yeah, man. Observing ex- observing the things you do good and the things you do bad are very important mm. because I can sit here and just list off all the things I'm really bad at, but I'm really bad at listing things I'm good at. So it's hard to sit there and just be objective about yourself without being your own biggest critic or being overly harsh on yourself. The, yeah, it is for you. You're just generally a dookie person. Yeah, yeah. That's for the, me, I'm sure there's other people isn't. out there that feel the same way. Just you and it, yeah. It's just me. It's just an indie problem, yeah? <laughs> the indie syndrome. <laughs> but yeah, man. When, when you're 30, people mm. think that you should have like, you know, house, mm. everything, kids on the way, all that stuff. Like life figured out. It's not that straightforward, man. You're always figuring out life because you have life changes. Yeah. After you have a kid, your life changes. When the kid starts growing up and goes through different phases of their life, whether it's toddler years child years teen years adult years your life is changing nothing's ever constant man you got to keep on moving and changing with that's it. the beauty of life isn't it and that's the whole point things have value because it's not fixed we we need and we've always, we always talk about this you need spontaneity in life without spontaneity if everything is consistent if i gave you a book which laid out every single thing that's going to happen in your life from now until you're dead that's boring man like he's doing again he's yawning stop bloody yawning right <laughs> Um, spontaneity is the spark of life. Now, the other thing you said that was interesting. Remember, change is inevitable. Okay. Yeah, change is inevitable, but growth is a choice. Why is growth a choice? Because some people they will just moan about change. They'll just stay there and be like, actually, okay, okay, it's changing. But the seasons change, the day changes, sun goes up, the sun goes down, your hair goes gray, you get older. This is happening with or without you, man. Like you don't have to worry about oh, you can't stop change. That's not where you put the focus and time and energy. You focus on the growth and the opportunity that comes with the change. And yeah. you enjoy the experience. You enjoy the experience. And you're absolutely right. And I remember Jim Rohn, he said this really cool thing, man. Because again, coming back to this whole notion of men specifically feel like they should have everything worked out by 30. He was like, if you had it all worked out till 30, what is the point of the rest of your life? Relax, isn't it? Do nothing. Be at FX no, trader. No, Cryptocurrency, no, no. man. Let's go to the moon. 
Come on, yeah. jump on board. Yeah. Home trading. Blow your, blow your brains out, man. <laughs> these these things are not sustainable with life. We are, I think Joe Rogan said it. Uh, guys, if you listen to this, just YouTube this thing. I think it's called Joe Rogan's, just type in Joe Rogan motivation and it comes up and he basically says, because we are not designed for comfort. It's one of the, one of the best things. Actually, no, I, I'd say, yeah, it's one of the best things I listened to last year. This 10 minute clip is yawning again. My I'm God, not yawning man. again. I'm sitting My there. My God, deep, man. That, that one, I genuinely took Stop a deep Stop it. Breath. However, Stop I'm it. Rogan. I'm Rogan. Mm. If you type that into to, to YouTube, there's a lot of different compilations, so you might have to be more specific. Yeah, I, maybe maybe I will post it. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, but he talks about we're not designed for comfort. He, and he uses this analogy like he said, the, the epitome of life is not to sit there and have somebody you know, holding grapes and putting yeah, them in holding your mouth. grapes and feeding it in your mouth because within about an hour you'll be like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. That's exactly that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. You've seen it. You've seen it. He basically no, says no, that. I, I listened to the full episode he said it in. I think it was him and your favorite guy, Jordan Peterson. That's what I think it was. Uh, pro- probably. Okay. I think it's uh, from that episode. But yeah, he just says like you're meant to there's a lot of change struggle. you have to go through and struggle. You struggle have to is struggle, good because you be, learn life is going to be just too easy. Yeah, and we 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 don't function. This is the problem. We like too much chaos. You burn out. You go crazy. You need lots of little micro chaos because it sharpens the mind and gets you to do those things that you need to do in flow. Without that, without mental stimulation, we go crazy as well. There you go. Balance. What, Balance. Were, what were your um, feelings going into 30? Yeah. So initially, uh, when I was going into 30, I was like, man, you know, I've started these businesses and, you know, I should be like close to being a millionaire. And that was probably, and that even that millionaire thing is a very interesting thing. Everybody wants to be a millionaire. Why has that become the benchmark of what it means to be successful? Uh, and then I, I think I was listening to Sam Harris and Sam Harris said, well, you know, the top, if you just look at America, the top 1% from an economic point of view in America, the stat is $400,000 a year. It's not a million. So why do we all have this thing about a million? You know, maybe it's just because seven figures and that's the next thing. So there was that. And then when it came, like Shindy asked me this question, she was like, okay, so you're, there are various different ways to measure success. And one of those is obviously financial. And I was like, yes. She goes, okay, but then tell me this, what is it that you can't do now that you wish you could do? So I sat with that question for a while. Okay. What can you not do now that you wish you could wish you could do? Yeah. So things specific to me, not like, you know, I, I can't buy a private jet, but it's not something I want to do specifically. So what can you not do now in your lifestyle? Good question. I thought about it. Yeah. Very good question. I was like, mate, you're the coach you are. And uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, life is pretty good. I see my friends. I want to see my friends. We can go on a date night whenever you want to go. We go on, I mean, 16, 17, we went on 18 holidays. Lockdown came. Still did seven, eight holidays in the UK. Um, can take my dad on holidays for their birthdays. You know, we can cover their expenses. So like, she's like, what can you not do? You can go cinema wherever you want. I shoot a podcast a week. I work when I want to work. Mm. She's like, what don't you do? And I was like, yeah, that's a really good point. And that actually really, really grounded me and settled me. In. And I was like, I have everything I need. And now it's just about doing more of what I do, scaling it. Uh, and then the thing that's been filling my head recently is about giving back and giving back in a meaningful way. Yeah, for you, it's, it's the mental health project you want to work on, isn't it? Correct. Contribution. Contribution. And that, that ties back in with what, something I read about Tony Robbins a while, ages ago at the start. And he was like, happiness comes from two places. One is progress. Progress equals happiness. Like what you talked about the before, early on the podcast, micro wins, right? So, you know, we're doing, we're doing the podcast, right? So we add in a logo. Then we add in, we have an editor. Yeah, yeah. Imagine snippets. if we did everything scaled up straight away. I'd be like, I don't know what I want. You have to yeah. slowly do things. You have to do Progress things badly at the happens. beginning and then allow feedback. people uh, and then allow to get, allow yourself to get, to get feedback and then move forward. Mm. It's one yeah. of those things where like, I can't remember who said it, but somebody who said, if you're challenging someone to sort of be better, you have to praise them for doing the thing they're trying to do better badly first. Mm. And then gradually over time, they'll naturally get better at it and then they'll master it. But you have to give them that praise because if if you hone in on the thing that they do badly, considering they've embarked on a new challenge, yeah, they're going to feel really bad about it, and they're never going to want to do it again, or they're never going to want to come to you away. for yeah. that, and they're going to walk away. But you need to praise them for doing things badly. Then over time, they get good at it, and then eventually, 
they'll they'll accomplish something out of it and they'll take it up a level. That's what you need to keep doing to people. And I'm like, oh, never thought of it that way. No, that's, that's really, really good advice. So yeah, progress. Progress equals happiness. That's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is giving selfless contribution. You know, obviously within Siki, we call that Seva. Seva. And within, within that, it just it just feels good. Like it's when you help somebody and you genuinely help them for the intention of helping somebody and you see that how it benefits them, um, you can't put a price or you know value on that level of gratification that you get. And so for me now, it's <laughs> again at 30, at 31, you know, I look at people who are 20 and I realize that this is a different generation and they're going through things I used to go through. And I have a I have a wealth. No, that's that's a bit cocky. I don't want to say that I have a wealth of knowledge. I have the knowledge that I have, or I have the wisdom that I have. You have a bit more experience compared to them. Life experience. Yeah, that's it. And I'm in a position where I can impart that with them because I have, you know, channels and platforms and things to do that yeah. through. Uh, and so it's, it's that actually it's like, oh, okay, so how do, how do I do that? Um, which is what I'm sitting with at the moment, but, uh, yeah, so life is good at the moment. It's very balanced. Yeah, man. Oh my days. Did you just knock the mic over? I didn't even touch it. It just fell by itself. You see, I, see, I caught it. It'll be on the visual. You just button. about caught it. Wow. That was a good catch. Oh, yeah. Dr. J man. This is why man, these hands. No. Anyway. <laughs> I have a topic for this week. Go on then. Did you hear about Did you know? Polar Preet? Or aka Harpreet. But people call her Polar Preet. This is a man, lady? No, it's a, it's a lady who's a British lady? Army officer. She reached the South Pole on foot. Hence Polar, okay. Polar Preet, but her full name's Harpreet. But anyway. Harpreet, and she's Harpreet. a... Jandi. She's from Derby. In the army. Yeah, so she's a physiotherapist in the army. I don't know. I don't know how much that counts, but yeah. Are we getting her on the podcast? I mean, I don't know. We can do. It sounds like a very inspiring person. Depends on. It depends on. It depends on how this part of the segment is going to be interpreted. I guess. Um, right, okay. I got nothing bad to say. I'm like full respect, man. It's it's incredibly difficult for to do something like that. Charity or what was the? I think personal... it's for herself. She's yeah. only the she's the first person of color to go ahead oh. and do that. To walk and wow. she and she only fell short of the world record as well, like only only slightly. Time wise, or uh, yeah, time wise, took her forty days. Wow! And she did it. And she finished it a week ahead of schedule. Where did she walk to and from? Well, obviously to the polar, but where where from? I think I think I think she sets up at a certain point outside the Antarctica. Right, Antarctica, or Antarctica. In... What is it? No, the South Pole. Uh, which is which? This is a question I should know the answer to, isn't it? Mm. one you have penguins and one you don't yeah so i'm just going to say the south pole just to simplify things yeah okay so south pole and uh she has to lug this like massive massive round of massive equipment behind her as well which is her supplies which is all supplies yeah weighed up to like 90 kilos Mm. lugging that daily for 40 days in the snow (laughs) never ending snow cold minus 40 uh, degrees jumping hmm in the army, when they yeah. train, like for example, say they're in Dartmoor and they're doing a, like an exercise and they carry all that weight on, they call that a yomp. That's right. what it sounds like she's, you know, she's yomping. But what it is, is I remember I had a mentor actually who did, um, there's a version of like a marathon that you do in this environment. And only a handful of people have done in the world and he's one of them to have done it. And he was just saying about how many calories you need to consume each day in that yeah. environment because yeah. you burn so much i'm just sitting there thinking like how okay i have so many questions all right okay many many questions one of them is right how do you consume food in a temperature that cold is it all like power bars and stuff you mean the logistical aspect of yeah like how do you consume food uh how do you get changed at that temperature without freezing to death this is, do you see, this is all really good reasons why we should have her on the podcast. So you no, can of course, ask of course. And we can explore that afterwards. But thinking <laughs> of all the logistics behind it, um, yeah. how do you get, how do you get phone signal? Oh, wait, you don't. Okay. So how do you, no, listen? you have a sat phone. You have a sat phone, but then yep. does your smartphone freeze up past a certain temperature? Like, you just don't you, take it with you. You don't take it? it with you. You don't take it with you. You're thinking about this well, way too much. Well, apparently, Darren, she took something with her because she was able to listen to voice notes of friends and family giving mm. her encouragement along the way. 
I think I think they were pre-recorded and saved to her phone. Right. But yeah, she had she had that. So I was like, oh, so you must have some sort of listening device to be able to mm. do something like that. Mm-hmm. So clearly it's possible. Yeah, clearly, man. Yeah. I mean, that since it's an inspiring story. Um, we always hear about Roger Bannister who ran the four minute mile. No one did it before him. He did it and our school yeah. kids do it. Like it's yeah. just it's amazing. That's really, really inspiring. Reaching the South Pole on foot. And then when you get to the end, do they mm. just airlift you out of there? Or do you have to walk back? Right. <laughs> you are doing, you know, like you and kids are like when they ask her why yes, do everything. Why? 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 How does that happen? How did you do this? How did you do that? You, you, you're doing that when it's like, okay, it's amazing. No, I love feet. it because I'm like genuinely I'm I'm intrigued. That that sounds mm. like a big mm. logistical challenge. Mm. And also you must have to tell people intermittently where you are on the journey in order for them to track you down and see where you are. I would, yeah, because obviously there is a health and safety aspect, man. Like you need time, help. Especially your temperature's yeah. that cold. I presume you carry like a flare that you can fire up or they, you can, something tracking device is already on you. You have to presumably check in with certain people twice a day. You have to do like check-ins, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah it must be mandatory things. But uh, and, and another guy, again, coming back to the guy who did this run, like a lot of his skin just peeled off as well. Oh, God. You show me some of the pictures, like his knuckle, his nose, it was just, yeah, and his parts of his cheek and stuff as well. So he did it like age 60, man. He's like an old dude when he did it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, pretty rated. Genetics ain't a thing, clearly. Hola, breathe. That's Another rate. thing to add on to her, her, yeah. uh, her list of achievements. This okay. is apparently a warm-up. Four. So she, she wanted to cross the entire South Pole, not just get to the middle. And they said, so, well, you can't cross it because you haven't got any experience. So she crossing, got to the middle. Meaning... Crossing as in like go from one side of it to the other. No, but what does that mean? Across a stretch of water, is that what you mean? Or... No, I think, so she started from one point, got to the South Pole, yeah? Yeah. And then she wants to go over the South Pole and then to the other side. So okay, imagine fine. So imagine yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how it's how like, like, like this. I yeah, I think that. so, yeah. In, yeah, a, in right, the curve fine. shape, I think, or whatever okay. but yeah, yeah. i just thought whoa but you know the earth's flat yeah you're a badass man i think the earth is flat do you think the earth is flat you know the earth is flat yeah you just yeah, could see and you just hold up. yeah yeah the earth is flat and then there's just like for her to do for her to carry on there's an ice yeah. wall around the around the globe so she's done like half a lap of the globe so she went from north to south yeah. now it? she wants to go north to south back to back to the other way around Bloody yeah hell. north to south to north let's go <laughs> Idiots, man. Honestly, <laughs> the earth is flat. What they come? Absolutely. Need to wait, put your ass on top. There you on go. Your, there's your, your there's on. your word for the week. What they come? What they come means right. stupid work. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. It doesn't have the Wrong same things. impact, does it? We don't have no, the same impact in English. Yeah. That's well. That's true for most of our music, man. If you translate our music that we listen to, the stuff we dance to at weddings. <laughs> Translate that for me. Say that again. Right, so today I'm going to drink. What does jikarda mean? Like, uh, I want. I really got a feeling for it. <laughs> I want, so I'm going to drink more today. I really got a feeling for it. Pour me another drink. Yeah, I'm with all that, like dancing too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, just, just bad, isn't it? Don't forget the In the Club remix that we all heard. Dun, dun. Dun, dun, Everyone dun, loved it. Dun. Everyone loved it. I always, I always think though, like, did they get permission from Fifty Cent for that? Like, how are they talking to Fifty Cent? I just don't get it. Bro, are you telling me that True School has permission from all of these hip hop tracks that he's that he sampled? Yeah, that's my point. He, so how is he? How is he not like he sued? Them? Definitely doesn't. So where? I mean, come on, he's not like he's small either. Like, loads of millions of people listen to his songs. They're not. Why are they not getting sued? Not, I, I, I don't think that they're big enough for that. Um. That's just my speculation. We, maybe we, we, maybe, we maybe do stuff on Facebook. Maybe, maybe it was we do, We do stuff on Facebook and make videos. And when we don't use royalty-free music, we get oh, flagged yeah, up done. and taken down. It's done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you do that thing on Spotify and you're telling me these guys, it doesn't make sense, man. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe they clear it with the record label or whoever it is or whoever owns the royalty of some sort. But mm. yeah, that 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 Horbino one, the 50 Cent in the club remix, I don't think that was cleared. I don't think that was cleared at all. Go Inder, it's your birthday. Uh, Sounds horrible, man. Inder. Inder. Horrible. Anyway, going back to Polar Breed. 
Oh, stop it, please. You're thinking Go my on. name. Oh, I know. Anyway, so, going back to Paul Preet, yeah. Mm. Do you think you could do that? I think we'd have to train for it. I think I can do anything that I have the willingness to do. But to be do it so like Are you willing to do that? I should, I should maybe paraphrase the question. No. No. No, like if I think about it, even even these I have nothing against people who run char- uh, run marathons, but it doesn't particularly inspire me. Like hmm. something that I I find I don't for me that's not progress. Um, people train for marathons, run marathons. It is a personal uh, milestone for them, and I completely understand that. But for me, that doesn't get me going. If I can master a sport or a skill, or um, that's much more kind of inspiring to me. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, not personally. But yeah, if I have the willingness to do something, I think I can do anything. I mean, fair play, man. I mm. I personally don't think I could ever do that. Um, I like being cold. But I don't like being cold that much, right? You know, when you're in bed and you like, and you like, had the blanket on at night, and you like flip it off, and then you wake up in the night and you're cold, you put it back on. Yeah, get that chill. Yeah, you like it, but then you're like, oh, okay, cool. I, I don't think I could wake up in the middle of the night and be minus forty and be like, oh yeah, this is nice. No, 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 especially no. on your own. Yeah, especially on like, your own, like solo forty days. That's so. You remember, we're only looking at the physical, but the mental. Oh yeah, the mental side of that for forty days. Jesus, yeah, that's that's. They must have put wrong. you through a load of assessments in order to clear that up and just think, how are you going to cope under this pressure? What yeah, do you do when this I mean, goes wrong? Some obviously a multi training, obviously is coming handy because yeah, it must. If have you've done. gone through, if she's regular, so full time, uh, you know, army employed, then the physical training is tough, you know. So that's obviously going to help, but it's not your average environment, you know, that you train in. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's tough physically and mentally. A lot of people do it for that reason. I've got a friend, uh, Indy. Do you remember that huh? uh, speaking event I spoke at where I had that other guy produce that thing for me? Oh, remember? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're jealous, remember? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to do that. Uh, I do want to do that. Yeah, yeah, go on. It's coming up, actually, by the way, if you want to come with me. So the end of January. He's doing the, the event again. He's invited me again to speak. Um, anyway, we'll talk about that offline. Guys, if you want to come and see me live in action from the stage, then you are invited on the 24th of January, Monday, in Teesside Red Car, up north, where I'll be talking at an event called Strength to Succeed. Anyway, what was my point? I forgot my bloody point. I don't know where about? you were going with this. What were we talking about just before this? Polar Preet. Yeah. Mental, physical. Mental, physical toughness. Difficulty, willingness to want to do army, a marathon. Army, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. So the guy, who, my friend, who's organising this event, he's ex-army, and he ran a double Ironman back to back, which is a world record. No one's ever done that. That's an Ironman. Iron, yeah, I don't know the definition, but it's basically just like triathlon things. So he did swim, bike, run, but two silly amounts, uh, and he did two back to back. And now he wants to break it again and do three. Um, and so, and he's, he's produced a film on it. You can go on YouTube, Stephen Green. That's my friend's name. You can watch him do it. His wife's just run a hundred miles straight. So marathon is twenty six point three miles, hundred miles. Yeah, that's I mean, it. I heard about that girl who was on Rogan who did the Moab two forty. Yeah. She was she was incredible. Um, and yeah, I'm sure it's possible for some people to go ahead and do that. It just doesn't like like I said that that's silly. That doesn't appeal to me at all. Yeah, as in it doesn't get you going. Yeah, but it, clearly it gets them going, right? No, but and the, this is the key. The key thing is when people do these things, I don't think it's never, I don't think it's enough for somebody to do something, to prove something to anybody else. So obviously the, the motive, personal motivation to do something like that, that's the key thing to tap into. And to have the resolve to get it done, I think that's the bit we take away and you can you know, use that in something else. That's why I yeah, said- Yeah, to want to do it is something else than actually physically doing it. No, no, yeah, no, no, that, that's obvious. That's true. What I'm saying is whatever that person's driver or motivation, that's the bit you can take away and can be used in other things. So for you, there will be something that you have the willingness to do and you will go and execute on it. Yeah. Right, which will be your walk to North Pole, let's say. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's the way I think about things. Um, if it's important to me, I'll do it. Define what's important to you. 
doing things for the wrong reasons. Yeah. If it's important, if it's, if you do things for the wrong reasons, like Tony says this as well, he's like the worst thing in the world is you achieve something and you still feel empty or void or unhappy. Yeah. Imagine going up the wrong ladder. Stephen Covey. Absolutely. Every rung takes you to the wrong place faster. Is your ladder against the right wall? That's the question nobody asks when they're young. Exactly. Yeah. Don't go into banking, guys. It's a trap. It's a trap. (laughs) (laughs) But from our previous episode, how much do they get paid? How much is that blood money? Oh, man. Hundreds (laughs) of thousands. Uh, You have to literally give pieces of your blood in hell, but it's worth it, isn't it? For the dollar. Or the dollars, man. So, yeah, fair play to Polar Freak, man. Or, you know, we should probably call it Hard Freak, then. Let's just be real. Mm. Polar Freak, Hard Freak. Breathe Chandi. She's 32. She's from uh, Derby. Derby. Midlands Massive. Derby. Let's go. Derby. Yeah. Maybe she uh, maybe she knows true school. Maybe she knows Sergeant as well. Maybe she knows Sergeant. Maybe she knows everybody in Derby. I, th- I have a yeah. feeling that everyone in Derby just knows each other. It's a Punjabi thing, isn't it? Because everyone I think there's like other. there's like two good daughters there, and that's it. Walsall has three. We used to have two. We have three now. So yeah, spread yeah. out a bit. There you go. How many have you got? What you must have thought, hundreds. Yeah, way too many in London. Yeah. You know, there's you know there's two goddaughters on the same high street in Ilford. I know one of the goddaughters. I'm just thinking about which is the other one. There's two. I know Karam. I know Karamsar. Karamsar, and there's another one on the same road, and it confuses oh, people all the time. Ilford. Where did you get married? Parking. Not Ilford, yeah. Parking Goddara, no, no. But Yogodara has two entrances. Yeah. It did have two addresses. Two addresses, yeah. Two addresses, because <laughs> it's on a corner. It's, it's on a corner. Yeah. I love it, man. I when I got to your wedding, I thought it was at the wrong wedding. Why? Because it was so early, like no one was there. Yeah, no one was oh, there because oh. we were Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I was like, oh my god, we must have missed the wedding or the wrong no, no, missed the wedding. We're at the wrong wedding, man. It's like Shindy, there's no one here. And then, then we saw Sanji. We're like, we're at the right wedding. There's <laughs> there no one here from the groom side, so we will go and hang around with the the bride. Smart and, uh, idea. That that's how we became Masi Masters. I mean, that you know, she, she don't 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 rub this in. Don't Sanj, rub this in. Sanj was there for us, and you weren't. Unfortunately, that's you know what? Yeah, you're the only person that I will answer my phone for on my fucking wedding day. You got to bear that in mind, dear. I looked at my phone. People were calling me and I'm like, the audacity of you to fucking call me today. Yeah. And but when you called. Tell the audience. I was like, what was the reason for the call? When you called me, I was like. What was the reason for the call? Yeah, yeah, hang on. Let me just go through the motions, man. You're ruining the fucking story. Okay. You call me. I'm looking at my phone. and I'm like, do I take this? Do I not take this? Is he going to ask you something stupid or is this important? Right, your clearly, podcast? He's got married before. clearly he's got married before. Okay. Ooh. He must know it must be important. Okay, let me answer it. I answered it. Yeah. Yeah, Indy. Yeah, yeah. Your dad's asking where you are. Your father-in-law, he's asking you around the corner. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're nearby. Okay, bye. <laughs> and then he lied on his wedding day, on the way to the Godora. We were on the way. We were just backed up in that big-ass queue. Right? Yeah, it would have been punishment if it wasn't for the flipping petrol crisis. That's what caused all the queues. Oh, I remember, man. The there day was a petrol wedding. shortage that weekend, man. I was surprised yeah. half my family showed up from uh, the Midlands, honestly. I was at the Shell petrol station at like 4.45 in the morning getting petrol. Remember, this is the day where my Google Maps hadn't changed. I thought That's it would take one, three, yeah, three yeah. hours to get to you. And I got angry at Shindy. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, remember that day. But see, we were there on time. But uh, anyway, we divulge. Petrol, man. Anyway. Petrol. As you were saying, have you seen mm. the new release for the Bel Air trailer? The Fresh Prince of Bel Air trailer. Haven't seen the trailer. Heard it on the radio yesterday. Like called the end of somebody saying, "Is this exactly what we need? A remake of Fresh Prince?" And I was like, "Huh?" Hey. Like I remember hearing it a while ago, and then I didn't think it was like real. So tell me, tell me about Bel Air. Like obviously I know the original. So what's this? So it's it's not a remake. It's not a oh, relaunch. Right. It's basically oh, right, a brand so. new show, but they've they've taken called the same concept. So what they've done is they've taken a kid from West Philadelphia and put him in Bel Air, right? But it's not lighthearted or anything like that. It's based around like real world issues, such as gun violence, gang life, etc. Getting moved into a posh area, 
um very up very very posh area of like people that are really rich and entitled living the very high life and so as like, in oh, okay because the thing you know the great thing about fresh prince and again man we're at 30 when we look back at the show like i can sit down and actually appreciate how good that show is same with my wife and kids there are some real good lessons that come out of the life the lessons in it man you know what i mean but you weave it into comedy like it's, it's actually genius man like i remember the one where you know will's dad comes you know that episode, but then he like buggers oh, off. Oh, why don't he want me, man? Yeah, that why one. don't he want me? He's crying with Uncle Phil. Mm. Uh, and then there's a bit where Will's good at basketball and Carlton's like, why don't you come to my games? It's like, yeah, you know, the, there are certain this, the lessons or the pool. Remember the pool one when he gets hustled at pool and then Uncle Phil yeah. comes, no, it kicks him on the Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, and same with my wife and kids, man, like, you know, um, sex for marriage, having kids, responsibility, throwing them at the house. Like, there is so much gold weaved into comedy which yeah. is why you watch it. And uh, no, I think it's just a brilliant, it's a brilliant show. It, did, it really does tackle issues. Yeah. So what's the difference now? Like that obviously did that. So why this have has it? has no comedic comedy. side to it. This is but just why? real world just drama. Different take on it. So, oh. they're, so, they're, they're <coughs> so it's more like a series. Actually. It's a series. Yeah, it's a series. Yeah. Whereas you think like more like Fresh Prince, as I remember it, it was more like standalone episodes. episodes. Yeah. It's standalone, isn't it? Like it's just things that are happening, but... They're kind of linked, but it's not like no, a continuous story. There kind of was a theme. So you got Will in school, you got Will in college. Yeah, I mean, loosely linked, but it wasn't like each episode led to next episode. It's not no, Dragon Ball it Z. It's it not like a continuous yeah. story. Yeah. But you're saying this one is more like that. Continuous. Yeah, so if you ever watch Power, did you ever watch Power? Mate, come on. Okay. It's a big rich town. It's yeah. a big rich city, you mean. You fucked up the lyric yeah. already. You fucked up the lyric. You're like, have I seen it? It's a big rich town, you idiot. You fucked it up already. I come from the poorest part, also. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. This is why why your mom wanted me to sing at your birthday party. Do you know where that came from, by the way? I don't know where that came from. So when when me and Sans went to pick up the pizza that was already at your house, different side story there. Great, the planners went. Um... Yeah, apparently, I think I sang something like as a joke on the podcast. Your mom heard it and she was like, I want him to sing. Because <laughs> I was really surprised. I was like, Shindy is clearly the singer. I dabble. But she was like, Adam, and she's like, you, you need to you sing, man. I'm so glad you didn't. Thank you so I much sh- for ducking that. I should sing power. power. I'll, I'll sing power next time. Yeah, yeah. next time, though. Anyway, going back yeah. to the point, power. right? It mm. seems like um, power book of Tariq or whatever it is it gives me that kind of vibe where it's like mm. oh okay it's about a kid going to a posh school and it just has that kind of gang feel and i'm like this seems like very similar to it i hope it isn't i hope i'm proved very wrong because i have i'm a big will smith fan i'm a big geek about it is willie involved uh he's the producer right okay and cast wise anyone will recognize no, I think it's all new characters. Independence. That not many is it, people know about. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be all American. So, it's an American production. Um, yeah, is American it, uh, production. Uh, what's it going to be on? What can we see it on? Uh, apparently, it's coming to the UK the same week that it's released in the US. So it'll just be on something like Sky Atlantic or something. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice. Okay. I think it comes so out end of February. And you've seen the trailer. So, what was your. Uh, when I saw the trailer, I was like, this looks nothing like the Freshman's of Ballet. It looks like a serious thing. And I just kept yeah. thinking in my head, this yeah. looks exactly like Tariq and Power. And it's getting it. It just brought back flashbacks of it. I wasn't a fan of, of Power towards the end. I thought it was I, just really shit like, TV. It, it started, started really to well. wear, and then really apparently well. everyone's then they, like, "Oh, these side spin-off shows are really good." And I just think it's not like I've. I went through the anguish of watching all that for an unfulfilling ending, and I was like, "Okay, I don't really want to watch all these side episodes." The whole else. the whole show was about Ghost, and I, I liked him as a character. Yeah, towards the end, it was just everyone was going to die. It was like, like come on, man, hurry up, and it just tell us where kill, it is. Kill man. each other, and Tariq, Tariq, really annoying, man. It's just annoying. He's just an man. annoying little shit. Yeah, top of the bed. I just saw him out, man. Like, I'll just... never forget the scene where Ghost just pulls out the gun and wakes him up in the morning and puts it to his face, and he says, "Wake up." <laughs> the wake best, up. Uh, yeah, the best. Wake no, up, sleepy times over. <laughs> what's his? Uh, what's his wife's name? Oh God, she was annoying. Yeah, Tanya, Tasha, Tasha. She's the girl who always gets cheated on in every film. 
That's yeah. pretty much what I reckon. And there, there's a, an episode, my favorite like bit where he, he, he's with her, and this is when they obviously oh, they clearly, he, he taps on the head, and he's like, You dumb little, you know, whatever he calls her. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> pushes so, her in the head with yeah, two fingers. Yeah. And I was like, Yo, so what? Oh, like, ghost is gangster, man. I don't give a that shit. So the whole, I mean, the whole the whole thing is like Godfather 3. He's just trying to become legit. All he wants to do is become a jet and they keep trying to pull him back in and Tommy keeps trying to pull him back in. And he's, Bajala, he's a drug dealer, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I don't want to do that shit anymore, man. I want to run my club. I want to build a building, you know, after my door. I just want to be legit. And they just keep, yeah. keep, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Struggle through, man. But okay, when's this airing, Fresh Prince? And the end of, it's not, it's not called Fresh Prince. It's just called Bella. It's, it's called at Bella. the end okay. of February. End of February. Nice. It looks. Nice. It looks. It looks. It looks like a we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch it. We're Everyone's gonna watch, gonna watch it because it's yeah. it's signed up. It's got the co-sign of Will Smith, so you're gonna want to watch it. It's yeah. Got that nostalgia appeal. It's got that feel about it that everyone knows is quite familiar. You're gonna hold mm. out a lot of hope towards it. Mm. So you know, I'm, I'm. I really hope it does well. But it's it's it. I've got a feeling it's one of those shows where I'm gonna have to mentally prep myself to want to watch it. Okay. Can you see what I mean? Like. If we watch The Apprentice in the week, yeah. we know it's going to be lighthearted. You know what's going to happen. Bam, bam, bam. Something right. like something like a drama series. They take like a bit of time to warm up. Then it like has this big spike of drama at the end, and then a cliffhanger. That's the right. theme of every single series that, that ever airs. And cool. then the next season is just like trying to match it or be a bit better. There's never like continuous drama the whole way through. That's why Game of Thrones was so good because you didn't know what was going to happen in each episode if it was going to be significant. Or if it was just mm. going to be shit, right? So I still watched Game it, of Thrones. It was but, it was, yeah. it was the unpredictability of it that people fell in love with. It mm. wasn't formulaic. A lot of dramas, a lot of dramas now are formulaic, and that's that gets gets annoying. But let's hope let's let's hope it's good, man. Let's wait and see how it goes. On that uh, note, recommendation for you and Sanj, BBC production, only four episodes, very enticing. The girl before, just watch it. The girl say. before is dark. Just watch it there. See what I mean? I'm glad you told me it's dark, so I gotta mentally prep myself for this shit, man. God, you're a very special person, aren't you? No, I am. I am. You know what? Yeah. They're, they're, I'm, I'm you know what's funny? They're, there's like Indy wants to go to the North Pole. Level of stress. Indy needs to watch BBC show. Same level of stress. <laughs> it is the same level of stress to me. Oh my god, that's so fucking true. Oh, it's god. true, man. My level of stress is the same. I don't have it. Guys, when I watch if some you TV want... shows, I start getting anxious. Sydney girl. Like, Guys, if you, want more podcasts, if you want more podcasts where me, I'm delivering therapy for indie, just let me know, okay? Because <laughs> I know this guy. <laughs> oh, anxiety man. The anxiety. Bro, Shindy, has, anxiety. Shindy has that as well. I get anxiety just watching certain TV shows that are like just normal reality TV. I'm like, I can't do this. It's too much to take in. Like, this is getting a bit much. Sorry, you get anxiety about something that's not stressful in the show. No, something that is stressful. Like if there's a cliffhanger, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they got okay. me, and I'm like, I need to know what's happening. <laughs> they got me. Like, goes on all the. They got me. Goes, go on Google. What happens at the end of explain? No, 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 I don't. I don't even want to do that. So, for example, me and Sanj, we're we're watching Married at First Sight, yeah, in uh, Australia, because it's because it's the best version, oh, bro. God, this is show like, and, and What's what's it, the name again? The nickname it's for the show? Married at Maths. That's it. Maps. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's 31 episodes long. Yeah, right. each right. episode is an hour long. Big investment. I've binged this thing with her in the space of like a month and a half. Yeah, and each Which is episode, nearly an episode I watch a day. It, yeah, okay. Near enough. Yeah, actually, no. Mm. Okay, I'll, I'll take it back. So we got married in September. We stopped watching it in October, and then we only started so taking it seriously during Christmas time. Yeah, Take, taking it seriously. Taking it seriously, <laughs> like putting the real hours of grinding. Mm. You know, responsibility. Life being really hard and whatnot. Right. So okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. We started to watch it and then I I start getting like annoyed and upset at how other people were being treated. And I'm like, this is annoying. That's bad behavior. This is shit. You're, you're feeling for them. I'm feeling for people because I'm like, that's toxic. That's bad behavior. That's not nice. That's cool. That's bad. Oh, I'm happy for them. I'm not happy for them. Oh shit. I need to know what happens next with this thing. Like, where's it going to go? Is it going to last? Like, it's just shit like that. And I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't do another season like that for about Why a year. Why don't you watch better quality things? You know what? Garant, try it. No, Honestly, I never thought I'd say I've, this. I've tried it. What did it's you try? Really, the UK version. 
that or like Love Island, like all this shit is just no, no, no. Love Island is no, no, no. This isn't the same as Love Island. Let's not let's not get it twisted. Okay, it's not the same. For not me, same. this type of TV, I get why it's addictive. Right, I, it's not that I don't get that, but for me, well versus drama. Like I'm watching The Crown now. Absolutely love it. Absolutely. See, love it. I'm not sure if I want to invest in The Crown, man. I'm like, do I want to watch it? Do I not? You have ill feelings for the monarchy. I think that's what I know. I do. Your but opinion. then, equally, yeah, yeah. I have heard it is a very good drama show, and apparently, some oh, of it, some phenomenal. of it is accurate. Yeah, it's obviously a bit of a alarm, but yeah, it, it depends why you watch it. You know, I watch things from a. There's always a, a pleasure hat for me, but the other hat is always learning. That's the thing for me. There's always something you can do. What do you learn things. in the crown? What do you learn? How incestuous it is. What? Like... No, no, it's just a, like a real example. Okay, for example, there's a bit in the crown we're watching now when uh, Prince Charles is young. Okay, so um, the Queen and Prince Philip are parents. So she and I are going to have kids at some point. So it's okay. What? So looking at from a monarch's point of view, what is important that their kids have skills wise? What schools do they go to? These are obviously real places, right? So for me, it's that type of stuff. Okay, what's the value of eating college? Okay, what's the value of going here? What skills do they learn here? Um, so that's one example of parenting but those are the type of things yeah it's not like i sit there with a notepad and think okay yeah yeah shins, we're going to do this this and this it's more just things fester in my head and i develop ideas based on what i see and that's true for everybody you're exposed to so you're going to try and stuff. do the royal family model of parenting no no no, no that's not going to work out either. well <laughs> yeah well yeah absolutely man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you can't even defend it it doesn't work out no, well no, no. at all doesn't work out well because they're just exposed all the time. You have a limelight them all the time. No, it's not even exposure. It's 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 just the family's cracked everywhere, no matter what you look at. You know, you got you got kids saying they don't want to be in the monarchy anymore. You got yeah, divorces. Yeah. You've got pedophilia. <laughs> like, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a bit much, a bit much. And you've got but, a queen that didn't want to be a queen, but she was given the title because somebody else stepped down. Yeah, yeah. No, see, like, that, but that see, that's really interesting. That again, seeing. From her point of view, like her sister was a much more natural monarch, right? So, which I didn't know, but you get an insight into her life as well and how difficult but that again, was. Again, I would be the idiot that takes it all at face value, and I'm like, oh, I got to fact check all this now. And then, then you start, then you're jumping into a rabbit hole willingly of trying to distinguish what's fact and what was fiction in it. Yeah, that that's not the, the general themes are factual. The specifics may not be, but that really doesn't matter to me because we're a different mindset. There. I, yeah, I, would, I don't care about the fact checking as such. It's general broad sort of principles, um, but that's just the way I, I just do things when I watch things. This, it's not, I, my intention isn't my primary intention is never to learn, is to enjoy. Second mm. intention is to learn, but it's not a I'm not actively making notes on something. Um, but you do glean some things, and then what I have found, and there's a really good book by Tim Ferriss called. Um, the tools of titans right where he's taking things from loads and loads of entrepreneurs massive books like a dictionary and he says on the first page like don't try and read this book book cover to cover because what i've put here is there are some things that work for some people some things work for other people and that is the way life is so when i see things i'm always thinking okay that's a good concept or idea how do i apply it to my own life do what well do i want to do that and if i do apply it let me do it and then test it and reflect on it so those that's what i like to do and i think you know, film as well. This is why I love film. And I know you, you love film is there is just, it's just packed full of, you watch good quality film, good quality drama, theater as well. You can learn a lot. It's just a great medium. Although I enjoy reading conversations, another one. You can learn a lot podcast. from a good storytelling. Because we are beings of stories. Like you want to teach me something about Sikhi, right? Well, yeah. If you, you read, think about you read it into a, a kid, story. As a kid, what are the things that are told to you on a regular? You're told a story, whether it's in a book, whether Why? it's... Whether because you it's remember the like morals. The exactly. morals, the things that come out, if you said them like a list of rules... But also, no context. it gets the kid to go to sleep as well. <laughs> like, let's yeah. not... Let's not the, yeah, that's the primary function. The, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the primary function is that. The secondary yeah. function is, oh yeah, there's a moral to the story. Woo. Right? But also, it's like, are you, are you asleep now? Can I can I go and have my? No, there, my there was time? something. Uh, my mom told me recently. So, mom is a deputy head teacher, and she does a lot of work around. Um, well, she does a lot of work around thinking and how kids should be taught how to think. And she was telling me this stat about how, so the value of reading. Let's say, right? I think they did a study about um, middle class parents who regularly read to the children versus children that don't get read to, and by the age of three or five, I can't remember which one, 
the difference in the number of words that that child has been exposed to is 30 million. That's what? how important. 30 million words. Because they've been read to. On a regular basis, yeah. And again, that's all at a subconscious level. But the point again is, you know, you talk about micro habits at the start and people, you know, it's start very young. Again, you're not going to, the ROI on that is not the next day they can read and write, but down the line, let's just say they had to play a game of Scrabble. That person's got a much better, you know, <laughs> repertoire of words compared to, you know. Yeah, Bandar. maybe. But then if I told you I wasn't the most well-read person as a kid growing up, but now I like books, would you believe me? Yeah. So you said that way. No, no, no. That's not the point of the start. I'm just saying, but why, if I'm a parent and I know that, like I know that now, I'm like, okay, I am going to be regularly reading to my uh, kids and giving them a variety of kind of different types of books, primarily obviously story-based. Um, but even like, you know, stuff like Harry Potter, man, I think that's going to be, I'm going to definitely, I'm looking forward to reading that at bedtime to the kids. It means I yeah. get to read it again. Um, so yeah, that was, I thought it was interesting. I, words, man. I, think, I think there's an inherent want on our behalf to always want to, want to tell a good story that has a happy ending and stuff. It's just, yeah, it's mm. a, it's this weird instinct that all of us want to have and share. Well, all films based on stories, aren't they? I mean, it's just, it's all underlying it and there's something it's you know it's the good prevailing over evil as the hero and the villain whatever it might be there's only a couple of common theme stories in every book or film uh and it's those core kind of things that we always relate to it's relatability stories become relatable because we can see ourselves in the story and that's what we like whether it's a good or bad person yeah absolutely do you let me guess you saw yourself as a good person all the time as a kid yeah, but now nowadays I, I I proclaim myself to be Voldemort, so I'm really really like why <laughs> why do you proclaim yourself to be Voldemort? I don't know, man. But it was just, I don't know. You're a bebop Ottoman. Let's not yeah. let's not try it. I'm not so yeah. I know Voldemort's pretty evil, but I, I just like the concept of being the Dark Lord. It's just just something I um at the moment. Why? I don't know. I just, I just like it, man. It's <laughs> powerful. Weirdo, man. It started. It started as a. It started as a joke. So remember those. Started as a joke, fake... and you start embracing it. Do you remember? Do you remember the joke started from? Where? The joke started from when I used to organize Qatar's birthday parties, which were on Facebook groups. Mm. Right. This is really funny. This actually involves you because you were the first person to always respond to the invite, like without fail. You're the first yeah, person. I used to live on pay... Facebook, bro. Sleep the first person that responds, <laughs> and you're the first person that pays for something that needs to be paid for. Those are your two, like. I'll take that. I'll take that. And so when I used to create the group, I used to say, um, you know, the time has come now for all for you all to swear your allegiance to the Dark Lord. That's how you just start. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Now you love it. Now you can't get enough of it. Yeah. (sighs) Well, I think that's the end of this week's episode, isn't it, Doctor? Dark Lord. Dark Lord Doctor. No, just a doctor. Dark and, da- dark and dangerous. Ooh. You're not Buddy Jagpal. Anyway, see, I know my Punjabi references too. You're married I'm to Dee, uh, you're married to um, your missus, man, Sanji. Bro, I knew about Dark and Dangerous way, way before her. Listen, listen, you should be thankful. But man, okay. I know all the words to Aja Sonia remix Simran voice at the beginning. Let's not go over this. At I can the do the recital. end of the podcast, you want to reshuffle your priorities from age 30 to 40. What are they? What do you tell me? Number one was, <laughs> huh? What was number one? Your three things. You know what? Aged... I know what number three was, and I'm gonna put yeah. that number one, but I can't remember what number one and That's two fine. was. There you go. So what, was, enough, isn't it? what was number three? Number three is wife, isn't it? What about wife? What do you want to do? Huh? Prioritize the do? wife from thirty to forty. What does that mean tangibly? What do you mean tangibly? What What does it mean prioritize tangibly? What does that look like? How do you know spend, if you prioritize? Spend more time with her. Develop our relationship. Do more things together. Build a deeper emotional connection, you know? Don't don't call her a certain words. Listen, I will never call my wife any abusive words, okay? Relax. But if you do, if you do it once, it's okay, man. It's not okay. It's not okay. And listen, this domestic violence episode is not okay. Listen, All right. if you have okay. a joint account and you pay for a bill... That's, that's okay, it. man. That's, 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 that's domestic <laughs> violence, bro. As far that's as I'm it, okay, you can't have joint accounts. They should not exist <laughs> in your world, okay? <laughs> they shouldn't. They shouldn't. No, no. 
Or if they do, you must have a card each. That's that's my that's my understanding. Everything 50-50, man. Okay. Very important. Very important. Like I said, Bally Jabal, I know all the words to the to, to the beginning of the remix from that little girl Simran. Okay. I've done it for you. I'll do it again. All right. Many I, I, knew I that way have a her. feeling that you are Simran. This is a revelation, guys, from today's podcast. Why, Why do you think that? that? No, it's it's actually the... him. Galsum, Galsum. How old were we when that song came out, roughly? I can't remember. We were in primary school. Okay. Right. Which means you had not gone through puberty. So, guys, this is the big reveal today. Simran was actually indie you heard it no here it's bally jabpa putting the voice on but okay whatever, indie, makes, it, whatever makes you happy indie why would i call myself simran it's your other name your pseudonym it's like you know authors have a name your name why is would simran. i have a pseudonym i was three years old i don't simran. know what the fuck that is simran simran yeah i can call you simran now thanks man <laughs> okay just got it right. oh, God. <laughs> game over Thank you, oh. thank you. Breathe, breathe. Chills, sends breathe. chills through my body, man. Like he just adds Aaron. this. Oh God, enunciating my name in such weird ways. It's just, <laughs> God, it's like dag- daggers through my heart, man. You're welcome. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you for reaching this week's episode and conclusion, whatever you want to call oh, this. On please uh, like, please share, please sub. Um, you know what? I think, Aaron, mm-hmm. we should do this little announcement at the end. Yeah, and then we should save like a little quick segment afterwards, right? And then that way, people have to listen through to like, comment, share, subscribe, and then announcement. And then we have like a little bit of a segment to add on to the end. You know what? We might start doing that going forward, just so that way, when you guys get past this little bit, there's more to listen to, and you got no excuse. You listen to the message. You don't want to miss out on the content, do you? Very clever. There you go. Look at that hack. Genius. Years old. Yeah. I know my shit now, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cheers, guys. Catch you next week.